Every day for the duration of this time of tumult and change, Cood Street is spending ten minutes or so with readers and book lovers from around the world, asking them what they're reading and what they'd recommend to anyone with a bit of unexpected time on their hands. Today I'm spending ten minutes with one of my very favourite writers, Christopher Rowe, who joins me from the wilds of urban Kentucky. Hello, Christopher. Good day to you, Jonathan. How are things in Australia? Things are okay in my bubble, but there are a few places where it's a bit hairy. How are, how are things where you are? Uh, same bubble, same situation. We are, we're lucky. Uh, we have robust internet. We have grocery delivery. I've got a new garden to work in. So, you know, I don't cross the property line, but the world comes to me. And do you find that you're able to, I mean, it sounds like, but are you, are you able to function? Are you working? Are you reading? Are you still sort of engaged or do you find yourself you know, basically rolled over by all of this? Well, I teach a couple of classes at the local community college that have moved online, um, just writing classes. That's been the biggest adjustment, and it's been more of an adjustment for my students than for me. Some of them are not from backgrounds where they have things like robust internet connections or a lot of experience doing things online besides playing games or surfing the web or whatever. Um, for me personally, I have had a little trouble reading and writing, but not as much as some of my peers. We've been keeping in touch. Um, we've been keeping in close contact with a lot of writers and editors and so on since this started. And there seems to be a general dampening of enthusiasm <laughs> for the creative work, uh, at least among American science fiction and fantasy writers and editors. But, you know, people are still working and I am one of them. So tell me, are you reading? What are you reading at the moment? I am currently reading Garth Nix's newest book, Angel Mage, uh, which I'm really enjoying. It's a it's a secondary world fantasy in a thinly disguised Europe, as is as you know as a lot of theme based books are in secondary world fantasy. And it's um, there's no mistake at all. There's no mistaking what's going on at all. As soon as you read the uh, dedication, which is not only to Alexander Dumas-Père, but to the filmmakers of the 73 and 74 Three Musketeers and Four Musketeers films. And it's uh, the, the name also gives it away, The Magic System, which is brilliant and unique in my experience of um, calling on angels to affect magical, affect magical effects. And then there are musketeers and there are scholars and, you know, there's a Paris analog and there's a Cardinal Richelieu analog. And it's 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 a ton of fun. I've read the book. I love it. In fact, I just finished reading his next book. Oh, yes. Is the Left-Handed Booksellers of London. No way. That's a great title. Which is coming out in like October. And it's about basically early 1980s London booksellers who also fight and manage ancient magic. And I, as a long-time bookseller, I support this concept it's great it's like there's a lot of Susan, sort of susan cooper kind of stuff going on mm. uh with a little whisk of diane Wynne jones which you always get in in garth's work and which to some degree lesser with the book you've read angel mage which really as you say is a dumas uh pastiche or, or, or tribute but this one's delightful as well so well, i'm looking forward to it yeah and have you been reading anything else or just garth's book at the moment uh just for fiction just garth's book i've been reading a ton of research books about Fox behavior and early navigation methods for a, a novella I'm going to be writing soon. Okay. And let me ask you this. I mean, a lot of people are shut in right now. Would you recommend that in this kind of time, people looking to uh, 
challenging reads that they've been putting off for years? Or is this a time to look for comfort reads and, and look for something that's going to get you through? That's very situation specific. I mean, to the individual, but I've been, I'm, I am pulling both ways on that impulse myself. Um, there are some books there. I read, um, Proust mm-hmm. every three years. And this is theoretically a Proust year for me, which I always find challenging. Um, so I could dive into that, but I also, have you heard of a book called Escape from Kathmandu by Kim Stanley Robinson? I love that book. Yeah. <laughs> it, is, <laughs> it, it is a book that I return to, uh, sometimes and I, I will probably no doubt read it again in the next month or so um i love the cover i love i, I don't want to give anything away about about that book i don't even know whether it's in print or not oh but it, it's is, a, it is it is a good deal it, it is the goofiest funniest kim stanley robinson book ever right exactly <laughs> exactly what well, by way by which we mean it is in any way goofy <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, it's, it's fun. I mean, I think yeah. that they started off as what a group of novellas that were published in Asimov's is my recollection of yeah. of it. Yeah, so you know, uh, and about is it Fred's Fredericks is the protagonist, yeah, and I there's so. a yeti, and there's the yeti, and he meets the president, and the yeti doesn't the yeti run into the president in the in the like the stairwell of. That of uh, right. Nepalese Econo Lodge or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> so as you can see, serious stuff from a man who's yeah. now famous, because this predates Ma- the Mars books, uh, mm-hmm. so a man who's famous for big, serious, meaty kind of books. So yeah, mm-hmm. that's a lot of fun. But let me ask you as well. So given that, you know, sort of that, that's what you're reading, that's what people might, might look at. What, what have you been doing yourself? What do you have coming out? What are you involved in? What are you working on at the moment? Well, I've just published a story, uh, through the Center for Imagination, Center for Science and the Imagination at Arizona State University, uh, through a new project that they have called Us in Flux. Us in Flux is going to be a series of stories that has all kinds of writers involved with it. Um, Kish Johnson, Nisi Shaw, uh, there's a whole raft of them on the website. Um, mine was the first and the Us in Flux stories are designed to examine how communities work together and respond to crises. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, this was somewhat inspired by the current situ- world situation, but we were, our specific remits were, you know, we're not writing COVID-19 stories. These are not COVID-19 stories. These are stories about communities. And, um, the center put us each in touch with a, what they called a content expert. In my case, it was a very distinguished, uh, scholar at the University of Wisconsin at Madison named Michael Bell who's a sociologist and religious expert and an agroeconomics expert and agrosociology. Mm-hmm. And so we had a long conversation about my ideas for this very short piece. These pieces are like five and 10 minute reads. Yeah. Um, and it, it really sparked tons of ideas for me. And you know, that, that conversation was really influential in, in putting this together. And I'll be really interested to see how, how that works out for the other writers as well, because in addition to publishing the stories on Thursdays, on Monday afternoons, there'll be an online component where the content expert and the writer have a, a live webinar, which will also be available later on demand. Mm-hmm. And I'll be recording that this afternoon, actually. So it'll go out. And is that today or is that next Monday? That's, that's, no, that's, to the that's today for me. Oh, wow. I don't. I, mean, I don't know what our delay is on on publishing. This I mean, thing will. Per- this is. This will go out to the world in about a week. Okay. Yeah. Well, then, then it'll, it will already, when you're listening to this, this will be my content expert conversation will be available on demand 
on the website of the Center for Science and the Imagination. And we will link to that. Yes. And my story is called The Parable of the Tares, and it's about monocultures and future agriculture, basically. And that's something that you've touched on kind of before, isn't it? You've sort of circled around that in other of your stories. I have. Um, I've been working towards this material, and it's something – I've got a lot more to say about it, I think, than even this story. Um, agriculture is essential to human civilization. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was the Kickstarter for human civilization. And I'm from a – I'm personally from an agricultural background. My family still owns a um, a dairy farm in my mm-hmm. home county in Kentucky where there have been rows living and farming since 1808, um, which is – Impressive in Kentucky, but not necessarily in England. (laughs) um, So I and and I serve as um, an elected official here in Lexington, Kentucky, on the um, Bat County's uh, Conservation Board, Soil and Water Conservation Board, which has a lot of agriculture components to it. And do you think we're still waiting for the great science fiction agriculture novel to come out? Yes, I am. And is that what you're Um, working on? No, it is not. <laughs> I'm, I'm working. I'm working with that material in um, in short form. In longer form, I'm the novel I'm working on. After I get these novellas out of the way, is something that has to do with um, Neanderthals and labor relations on another planet. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> I look forward to it. Well, look. Thank, thank you so much for making time to talk to us today. I genuinely appreciate Absolutely. it. We'll link off to the story. We'll link off to the uh, the notes when they become available. Uh, and hopefully we'll get to sort of see and, hit, uh, and talk to you again a little bit further down the road. Uh, I look forward to that. Thank you. <laughs>